Good, after- Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. You know, it's my joy to be on the air. I love radio. I thank all our supporters who keep, who keep mothers on the air. Also, I just want to say, hey, it's quiet in Seattle today. If you're still here and you came here for the Seahawk, for the Seafair weekend, well, it's quiet now. We've got a quiet Monday. It's not nearly as hot as it uh, as it was. I want to thank uh, Eric, my studio manager, always does a good time. A good uh, always help me out in a good way. I want to bring on my, my updated my guests who always come on to update us about what's going on in Seattle and around the country sometimes. So how you doing, Mr. Rye and and uh, and uh, Miss uh, Town of You? How are you doing? How are both of you all doing? I'm doing fine, Reverend Harriet. All right. Greetings. Thank you. I got bumped off for a second, but I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm wonderful. You know, hey, I'm wonderful. As my other as my other son says, he's excellent. So I'm trying to get in the excellent box like he is. I'm not quite there yet, though. But I'm All, there. Right. All right. So what's up? What's up? I know we got a lot here. August is a is a popping month. I mean, every month is, but say what's up? Well, you know, we got the 60th anniversary of the August uh, 28, 1963 March on Washington, D.C., where uh, Black people in America got uh, the Civil Rights Act of 64 passed, the Voting Rights Act of 65. And as you know, the Supreme Court and others have been busy denying uh, uh, the laws to be implemented. And, you know, you can look at Alabama, where the right-wing Supreme Court said Alabama should qualify for a second district, which would mean a congressional district would mean there would be another Black instead of just the one they have. And then uh, the attack on affirmative action, education, and business opportunities will be next. But so there's going to be a series of events. Uh, Reverend Dr. Linda Smith is leading the, uh, the pastor's pray, prayer uh, vigil, which will be on uh, Friday, uh, uh, August 25th at 7 p.m. at Martin Luther King Memorial Church. And then the next day, uh, the, the young lady that's on with us right now, I'll let her, Tana Yasu, uh, talk about what she's organizing at the Northwest African American Museum for Saturday. So go right ahead, Tana. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mr. Rye. So yes, I'm Tana Yasu, and I am helping to organize the youth event uh, with the Martin Luther King Commemorative, Commemorative Committee. Um, we're hosting a youth opportunity and resource fair. Uh, it will be held at NAM, Northwest African American Museum, which is at 2300. Massachusetts in the um, on the border of the central area in Seattle. So um, we are offering to our young people because this Supreme Court ruling, as Mr. Rye mentioned, uh, it really is gonna be affecting them and their future. And so we want to bring forward our young leaders and let them have a day to speak to our own legislators and our leaders and, and explain to them how that has made them feel, uh, what they need to do and what they need so that they can mobilize and be ready for things that are coming down the pipeline. So this fair is, um, we're aiming it toward 12 to 25 where uh we don't feel 12 is too young we that is a great age to start thinking about your future and making plans whether it be a four-year college or trade school or uh different things of that nature so all of these type of organizations are coming to give information and help people to sign up for um apprenticeships and trainings and things of that nature. So we're starting at 10 a.m. with a brunch and we're gonna have a full day of programming and discussions and um, onboarding opportunities uh, up until five o'clock p.m. So I, I don't know how much time I have, so I just wanna, if there's any oh, questions no, or something I could point out, um, but we're also even calling in our talented young people where they will be able to entertain and, and showcase their their talent and have a good time. Um, it, it, is a, it is a continuation, like they said, and so we want to involve um, young people and our legislators, our community leaders, uh, businesses are coming. NAM is actually um, hosting us there as well at the uh, museum. And they're gonna, during the storytelling time for the younger individuals, um, while the older individuals are doing the things um, in the legacy hall, uh, the, some of the younger individuals uh, will have a story time just for them, um, different age groups, and also a book giveaway. NAM is um, supplying us with books. Um, it's my understanding that oh, there will be a registration, so folks will have an Eventbrite um, link that I will be able to share um, a little later with you, Mother Walden, and you can share to your audience. Sure. 
um, yeah, so it'll be starting off with a, a brunch. So we're going to fill you up. We're going to fill you up in your stomach and in your mind and your heart <laughs> with uh, good information. Let's see. And then there'll also be lunch served later and um, time for networking. We really want to pull in the youth because they are really facing a lot these days. Um, many of them might even be home insecure um, and could use this type of work to to bring them out of, you know, poverty. The The poverty gap is, um, it's real, it's horrendous. So our goal is to begin to get our young people geared and ready to bridge that poverty gap with any and every opportunities that we can um, share. Um, there's, there's just a plethora of information. It'd be a great day. Send your young people, have them register, send them out, this will be a life-changing event for many, many young people. Well, that really sounds great because our young people, I, like you said, they, they're really facing a lot right now. They had two years of COVID uh, uh, a lot and, and uh, you know, not, not a lot of education for some of them because uh, everybody was, some people was challenged learning online. I'm one of those people, I have one of those persons, I have a hard time. I have to have paper in front of me to learn something so and to retain it. So, so yes, uh, uh, it's, um, in so many ways, it's like, it's, it's like deja vu uh, with technology uh, before it was whatever with, with uh, this word of mouth and uh, 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 some phones and you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm glad you all are doing this. And uh, yeah, so send me the information. And uh, every every Monday, we're going to uh, have someone on talking about this event. Uh, and then on the 28th uh, on my show, we're going to spend most of the time talk about Martin Luther King and why it's necessary to uh, continue what we're doing. So this is wonderful because um, it's amazing what we do. I mean, I'm so proud of you. And you know, I mean, I know your uncle would be uh, proud. I mean, you want to tell, you want to tell my listeners, all the audience who your uncle, who your uncle was? Yes, still yes. Is, is and still is. Yes, okay. yes. So um, Joe Brazil, my great uncle, and um, I'm actually executive director, director of the nonprofit organization in his name, Joe Brazil Legacy. Um, and so that's, I was thinking that earlier today, how, yes, my great uncle uh, was about the youth and, and teaching and the community. I mean, this is just so much of what he did um, in the city of Seattle when he moved here from Detroit. And Mr. Eddie Rye could definitely even tell you more of the details because he, they worked together on many, many things that built the community up back then. And, and it, it is unfortunate that it seems like we're still fighting this very same struggle 60 years later. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, but we need to just be here for it. I remember uh, recently Mr. Rye had me on his show and um, he had, um, oh my goodness. She just said, keep staying in the struggle. What they're calling her auntie now. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm having a brain freeze. You remember when, um, Okay, I don't want to hold the show up. But anyway, she just said, keep fighting, keep fighting. And I, I was like, yes, we, we got to keep on fighting. You know, racism doesn't sleep, doesn't tire, um, <laughs> doesn't take a day off, doesn't celebrate holidays. And so for some of us, that's that's what it is for us. I mean, you know, Mother Walden, you know, we, we don't get to like really take take that time off because as soon as we think we can rest our heels, they do something else. I mean, how could we know? how you know how how this can keep happening but that's but something that going. i've always wanted to do give the youth the tools the knowledge that's it's right. time to start passing the torch doing mentorships getting all hands on deck having um, um like i said a full court press because it's everything yeah. from education to health care to just everything we need everybody in all these sectors there's and so i'm excited about this youth and opportunity resource fair because they will get action at all of the different sectors and it's just going to be about lifting them up. I mean, even people that feel like, well, I have a record or, or something like that. A lot of these trainings and apprenticeships, they don't care about you having a record. They, they, you get in here and you're going to start off with a livable wage. You're starting off with right. $25 That's an right. hour. That's right. Um, there, That's right. there's, um, even the firefighters, I mean, everything. I've talked to people from um, even King County Court where you don't need a law degree to, to work in, in even there, even though, I mean, I know that's a, 
thing, but it's good paying job. And actually we need people in those places to help alleviate the racism that goes on there. Because if we're not there to represent us, even in that system, you know, in order to fix it, we do literally need to get in there and, and fix it. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm just we're excited. We're super excited yeah. to just really lift these these young folks up and give them the opportunity yeah. to be heard. Well, you know, I'm excited, too, because I graduated in 1960. So I'm jazzed about this year. <laughs> I'm jazzed. <laughs> I wish Ryan knows how jazzed I am. He said, he said I wish you wasn't so jazzed because look like we're going to have to do this work all over again. Yeah, I'm jazzed. <laughs> I write with the rights, like, oh, cheap jazz, yeah. You know, yeah. in 1960, it brings my plane, you know, remember, I was nice and finished high school and the world was bright, a good future. And I just thought the world was all gonna be okay. Gonna be, I said, gonna mm -hmm. be. So now we mm -hmm. back at gonna be. All right, Mr. Mm -hmm. Wright, what else? <laughs> well, uh, uh, that, that youth, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Reverend Dr. Linda Smith is uh, hosting a prayer at Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church. That will be on uh, Friday the 25th. Tyler just mentioned the 26th. On the 27th, there will be a march at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday afternoon. It'll go from the from the museum, the Jimi Hendrix, Sam Smith Park, uh, down to uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Civil Rights Park, where there'll be a rally. And we're working on having uh, a reception at Holgate Street Church of Christ after that. So uh, that that's uh, planned for Sunday. And then Hayward Evans and... Uh, uh, Roger Evans and Clyde Merriweather are working on some interviews that will be uh, streamed live uh, on uh, on Monday. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. You know, you know, you know why I'm jazzed. Let me just tell you why. Because we're so full of innovation. I don't care what comes at us. We always find a way. We, there's always a crack through the sidewalk that we grow something. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, we think of taking everything. Then, oh my God, there's a way. There's a new way. There's something happening. That's what I see here. That's why I'm jazz. I'm not. I'm not ever not uh, jazz when I see black people working, uh, working for the good of good of the the whole. So, yes, this is really good. I'm jazz. I mothers plan to participate. I can't do the Tuesday meetings because I'm on a Zoom already. Uh, right, uh, right. For, with the coming the police commission stuff, but uh, I'm jazz. I'm jazz. And you know what? We're gonna take this energy and we're gonna do what we always done. We're gonna we we're gonna make it work and it's gonna be beautiful. And I'm 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 happy about uh, uh, August 28th and uh, and and what um, what uh, Dr. King and all these people who came before us. I mean, I they had a vision and they wanted freedom. <laughs> they wanted freedom. Uh, they wanted opportunity. But you know what's so happy about this time is that we have people who are not as poor. I mean, look what Tyler Perry is doing down there in North Carolina, South Carolina for this lady. They're trying to take up property. And he put all the, he, everybody's coming together with money. We saw what happened yesterday in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> How people came together to save a brother who was getting beat up. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So things are happening. And I'm grateful that uh, you all are here. So we'll have you on next week to give another update as we go oh, along this way. And uh, Fantastic. Thank yeah, you so thanks. much. Oh, okay, thank, thank you. Thank you, Rivera. Right, thank you so much. Yeah, right. thank you. Thanks. Are you listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW? I'm your host, Ben Walden. We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com healing.com today. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. You just thank the Lord. This is the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on there. You know, I love radio and I love that song. People get ready. <laughs> and that's what this show is about. It's like getting ready, folks. Let's get to it. I want to bring my next guest on. And guess what? I guess you all say I'm so partial to Florida. What can I say? That's where I was born and raised. So I got another person home here from Florida also. She's fabulous. She's famous. She's doing great work. You know, Florida produced such good people. <laughs> hey, Philip Randolph and a lot. Uh, James Weldon Johnson, Lift Every Voice and Sing. And Miss Paula Sardinia, is that right? Tell me how to correct, say your name correctly, Paula. 
Reverend Walden, you can do no wrong. You are correct. You can do no wrong. <laughs> All right, Duval, Duval County, girl. Duval. Duval in the house. Duval. I was born in Duval, but raised in Seminole, but uh, in a whole old black township. You know what I'm, you know what I was just telling Mr. Ryder, I'm, you know why I'm jazzed out of all the stuff we're going through? I'm jazzed because um, in 1962, we was doing the bail pigs and we were walking around in Florida and Seminole, oh, we're not going to graduate. We were so, oh yeah, we were just, you know, we were so sorry. We were just thinking that we were all going to die because they had the Cuban, the Cuban and American conflict. We weren't born then and that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, we graduated in 1960. And I think that this is the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. So, uh, you know, I'm so happy to have you on my show. I am. So, I mean, I just read about you. You're just so fabulous. So, yes. I love and, it. I'm fifth generation. So already and my grandmother was born um, in, in Jacksonville, Florida. My children make their home there, Reverend Walden. And so um, it's sad to see what's going on there. But we have 3.3 million African-Americans in Florida. And so we're not going to give up the fight. We're going to continue to fight for life, liberty, and pursuit of justice in Florida. Well, and I'm right there with you. I'm for five generations too. Well, my grandmother's father, uh, I watched, he came from Georgia. He came from Georgia, but uh, my grandmother was born in Columbia County, which is now Lake City in 1889. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, <laughs> yes, ma and she raised me because my mother died when I was two and uh, 19. I, you know, I'm a 1946 baby. And people say, I, I said, well, on my birth certificate, it says Negro. So, you know, I'm, you know, so, hey, you know, my mother was a Negro when she was born and a Negro when she died. So, Amen. you know, so uh, I, I'm just really uh, happy that uh, that we can have a great conversation and talk about the greatness and the things that we need to do uh, uh, in, in Florida. Uh, and I'm going to put you with my cousin down there, uh, uh, Jocelyn uh, Ford. Uh, she's in Tampa. Uh, she's a Walden, not a, <laughs> she's a Walden, the cousin of mine. My grandfather was everybody's uncle. Uh, and they're starting a Saturday school in, uh, in Tampa. And they got a book list for people to send books to the school uh, they can get from Amazon. So I'll get you that information and I'll put you and her together. Yes, ma'am. We would love to be of support. And just um, thank you for everything you do for being an elder and just just teaching us younger folks um, the spirit of humility. I was speaking on that this week that we stand on the shoulders of legends like yourself and that we need to still operate in the spirit of humility as we do this work, um, making sure that we are uplifting community, Reverend Walden. Well, and I think I think that, that that's what, what I think that's what we're still trying to do. Uh, I, and you know, yesterday, just just you know, I'm a weaver, so I'm sorry, but I am a weaver. Just an aside, what happened in Montgomery? Uh, I was there two years ago. My stepmother passed away. She had been my longest mother. She was 92. My grandmother I had passed uh, early on, and so I so I'm now in the world without a mother because I've had my mother, my grandmother, and then my stepmother for uh, all those years. And I was on that river boat that was trying to dock yesterday. And my granddaughter, we were together. So, oh, Reverend so, Walden. Tell us from your eyes, because I saw that and I said to myself, two things, because I was born in 1972 and I said to myself, I am the mother of a 33-year-old Reverend Walton, 27, 23, and 20. I said, what in the whiteness did them folks think that they were doing attacking that black civil servant? Well, I think- well, I think they still think that it's uh, that it's open season on us, and uh, yeah. and I uh, and uh, and that they can still just do anything to us publicly. Uh, but I think what they saw yesterday, and I was telling my granddaughter, is that I think we broke through a stereotype. They say we can't come together to do nothing. Oh. Uh, I tell you, one brother, he says, "I swim." You know, I like the judge says, "I, I, lo I love will build a bridge," and that song says, "I swim out to give you my last piece of bread." Well, that young man was swimming. Oh, Lord the, have mercy. They think black people can't swim, Reverend Walton. He showed up and showed up. <laughs> I mean, so so we so so yesterday for me because I look at things as metaphors. Yes, you know, I, I really do. I mean, that's how I run my life. And the metaphor for me was that. Well, okay, no, it's not those old days. I mean, that you know, people are afraid because everybody got guns or whatever. These young these people was willing to jump in there for him, and they might not have. They might not. They might not have known him, or they could have been his cousin. We don't know. <laughs> so you know, what, Walden, in Alabama, because this is what people, because in, in, in Pacific Northwest, they don't understand the history of the South. That's right. We don't see that in Alabama and Mississippi. Tell them, Reverend Walton, Black folks are very humble. They right. typically would not do but that. They're humble Walden. because you look, 
and okay, let's just let's for this just go back to the past. Yes, we don't know nothing about we've been told about it. It took three hundred years to season us, okay? Yes, ma'am. Don't you think I mean the mighty African and we still a mighty African because that showed you yesterday. We might have been gone for four hundred years, don't mean that we're not African. That's right. I mean, people <laughs> that's something mighty about this melanin. It really is. And those young people, it's like they weren't thinking about nothing. They just say, Oh no. They're not gonna, and then you know they could see it. Oh no. I mean, and they, and they, because everybody in the South, especially the men, they navigate uh, oppression differently. Differently. Yes, ma'am. And it's they, a way that they navigate it, see, you know. They're not afraid before because of lynching, because right. of, of shooting and, and the right. killing, let's be honest. We are so right. accustomed to the Bull Connor days of black people right. being killed that they would have allowed those white folks, because I'm from Florida and Georgia, just right. like you know, right. everyone said, right. black folks would have allowed them to just do their business and they would have gotten away with it. And right. I remember my mother who is still alive, who's nearly 70, she said, baby, this ain't 1963. That's when my mother texted me on my phone. She said, those white, those young black men, she said, they whooped them yesterday. And I said, mama, what you talking about? She said, well, you got the internet. Now this is my mother calling me and they're nearly 70. And I had to look at it. She said, baby, go ahead and look at the um the Ricky, the young boy, the, the Ricky show. And I said, my mama talking about the Ricky show. I had to get my phone out. My mother's 70. I said, okay, let me look at what mama talking about. She talking about Ricky Williams. I said, oh, good Lord. Mama done showed it to me. She said, y'all, y'all generation not putting up with that anymore. She said, them folks came off the boat. They came out the water. She said, it was like Moses part in the Red Sea. That's what my mama said, Reverend Walton. She said, Moses <laughs> part of the Red Sea on them people yesterday. I said, oh, Lord. Well, and that's why I say for me, I look at omens. To me, to me, it, it, it was like, okay, they say we can't come together to do anything. But see, you know, and, and, and my situation is different because my grandmother's father, beat a white man in 1898 in Columbia County, Florida, and lived to tell it. Mm. And that's a story that I live, I lived with all of my life. I mean, she said that, you know, they had the guns, they were waiting on the Klan. And because he beat this man who disrespected his wife, uh, 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 his wife, Mary Clark, and he was out of town, he wasn't there. And he has three, he has, he had three daughters and seven sons. And he went down there and the man was there and he beat the guy. He had a gun on him and he said, you know, it takes 500 of you all to take down one, you know, N-word, <laughs> but I'm ready. And she said all night long, the Klan did not come. And my grandmother would, would not leave her house in, in Sanford if the Klan was on. She stayed in her house on her property because my grandfather worked on the railroad. And so I grew up with a shotgun, a third gate and a small gun in my house. My grandmother was not afraid. And what I thought was amazing yesterday is that there were no guns. Right. No one was shot. That's it's right. Like the old days where when people old days. had disagreement, you just got okay. whooped, as we say in the South, you just you just got, you got whooped. whooped. Right? You got whooped. We Nobody. Like whooped. And, and I said, that's what we have to get back to. Not that we're advocating for violence, but no one, right. there was no one, no blood was spilled. It that's was right. just people handling their business because as I did some research into it, Reverend Walden, the folks in the pontoon boat were in the wrong. That's the, right. The, the civil That's right. the, the African-American man who was doing his job, supporting his family, was right. simply saying to them, you can't put your boat here because the riverboat has to dock here. And That's so right. you have to follow the rules and the rules are for everybody without regard to race. That's you right. can't dock here, folks. And right. then those white people decided that white privilege rules did not apply to them. Exactly. And then exactly. decided to put hands on this older African-American man yeah who was simply operating and doing mm -hmm. his job. And so right. we, in looking at that, I said to myself, so now in America, we can, and we have no respect for, you know, city and state workers anymore. This man out there doing his job that he is right. paid to do, telling them, you simply can't put your boat there, Reverend Walton. How right. disrespectful, how disrespectful. Right. Right. And, and it wasn't it wasn't because somebody else had a bigger yacht to get there. Yeah. It was because the boat had, you know, and that boat I've been on that and my granddaughter and I was on it. And I think it's about a 30 minute, maybe an hour ride around on the island, on the river there and then back, you know, and that forth. So it did have to because they had people with tickets trying to get on the boat. But once uh, yes, once the, the passenger was off, there's going to be more people coming on the boat. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to do there and, uh, uh, on the river there in uh, Montgomery. Respect. You no. Know. That's Did right. And, and so so some of this stuff started in Montgomery years ago <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, with the bus boycott. See, so who knows what's going on? I do know that the revival is coming from, from the south. And I was telling Frances, who's on my show the other uh, last uh, couple of weeks ago, she's from, she, she's there in Seminole and, and Sam in Goldsboro. 
I said, Francis, I keep saying the rep, the uh, revival is coming out of Florida, Memphis, Tennessee, and now we got Montgomery, Alabama. So <laughs> the revival is coming. But, but it goes back to like we say in the South Reverend Walton, it's um, decency and in order. Why right. don't they just follow the rules like everybody else has to follow the rules, Reverend Walton? The rules are not for them. The rules are only for the people who are not white. The rules are for non-white people. That's so cool. I mean, you know, and, uh, and I often try to educate people to understand this. Uh, uh, you know, we got here by way of the Catholic Church and, uh, and Nicholas V uh, in 1452, I think it's uh, 52 or 53, when he gave uh, uh, Portugal exclusive rights to bring human beings out of uh, Africa. And uh, the church said that we were infidels, did not have a soul, and we would be in perpetual, perpetual servitude. Perpetual means for a long, long time. It didn't end yet, see, and I, and that's part of that. That's part of that's part of what 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 people believe about us. See, they believe this stuff that we're not whatever. But that was that that was uh, in the fourteen hundred. But before, you know, the Greeks and the Romans worshipped the Africans. I mean, I I, I, I in, in Germany, the patron saint was Maurice. He was African. I mean, all these pictures are on the in, in antiquity that they got hidden. That the stuff that they've stolen from us, see. But our biggest problem is that we don't know who we are, because if we did, then we 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 could uh, we we we'll be able to move this a little differently. But I believe in Florida, we're going to navigate it differently. I believe in Florida. I, I like to say, I, I, people are going to put up Saturday schools because it's just a matter of time. And the things they want to put in the book, and, and you know, I mean, I invited you on the show, so I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let you talk. But then. The thing that I want us to think about is everybody who wants to put us back somewhere. We've been here since before the Civil War. We need to proclaim how long we've been in America. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, and, and we need to organize from that point. And we also need to organize that how can a, how can a, uh, 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 how can a, uh, uh, a dominant gene ever be inferior? Mm. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an impossibility. Well, but it's what you're saying. That's how I started, right, Reverend Walden? It's, it's, it's knowing your value and your worth, that's which right. starts with us teaching our young people that they are right. the queens. And when that's I see right. young people walking around with their pants sagging, when I see young women walking around with too much of their bodies on display, it starts with respect. Like I, what I said to you, right. you are a queen to me. And when I come on your show, I feel a, a humility and respect. Right. When I see young people, like I'm 50 years old, but you're an elder to me. I think we have to go back to having fundamental decency. We're thinking about the you, um, the Mary Mathumba Clouds, the oh, yes. X, the, the Dr. Keynes, the Medgar Evers, the Eddie Rise, the Edwin Pratt, the That's people right. that have given their blood and their soil right. and their soil so that we right. can be here doing this advocacy and this work. And so many of the young people don't wait for the baton to be passed, they're trying to take it out of the hands of elders that are still breathing. I had to chastise a young person the other day and I wanted to say, but who do you think you are? We are the people, it's like I pass three or 400 bills a year in multiple states and I tell young people, conjugate a verb before you come for the baton that I'm at 50 still out here doing this work. <laughs> we need to learn to be humble, Reverend Walden. And look uh, at elders I, like yourself that are doing this work, because there could be no Paula if there was no Reverend Walden. My grandmother you know. grew up on a plantation yes, in Jacksonville, Florida in 1924. My mother went to a school that was segregated. Rhonda Lucas wants my children to go back to segregation. Well, we have to fight that, Reverend Walden. Well, we have to fight that, but we also have to learn from what we lost in, uh, in integration. Absolutely. The price we paid, the price we paid to, to, uh, to integrate was way too high. I mean, we, 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 lost, we lost our schools. I mean, I, 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 you know, I grew up doing hidden figures I, and I'm on to them, them to show that before school starts this year. Come on I now. grew up in a time, I never had a white book in my life. I never had a white teacher in my life. All my teachers was trained by the late great uh, Mary McLeod Bethune. And I uh, and, and what and, did you yeah. know? Uh, and, and Reverend Walden, did you worry about learning Black history? I, I learned Black history. History. I Come on now. Are we worried life. about what they was gonna teach us in school? No, Reverend no, no. Because because no, because when we got the book, they had all kind of n words and Thank all kind you. of bad stuff in that. Stuff. But you know, we had innovators. Because see, one ah. thing's about one thing about us that most people don't understand. You got to love us 
for us to teach to us. Teach us. I, I, and and and, and I, I might not have had twelve years of people who loved me, but I had ten years of people who loved me. Come on now. Okay. Plus, I had a kindergarten for people who loved me. Plus, my neighbor was my first grade teacher. Okay, so I can't do nothing but be great. <laughs> and everybody in your community was a teacher. And that's what I was telling a young person the other day. I said, I knew more than Black people were slaves. I knew that more says, about yes. African-American history. I said, and I never had to worry about some teacher in my school teaching that. I said, my grandmother, my aunties, my that's community. Right. Because when my grandmother grew up in my, my mother's in the 50s, I was explaining this to people who can't understand this today about what integration did. I said, and it's not that we are putting down integration, but every single one of my mother's 12 brothers and sisters were homeowners. Everybody in that black community, Reverend Walden, owned a business. I said, whether it was That's a right. store or a laundromat right. or an That's auto right. mechanic, I said, That's they right. all owned homes, right? They That's were right. all educated. They right. all went to HBCUs in Florida. That's right. Reverend Walden, we had them. That's right. Or they That's went right. to in Alabama. That's Sam right. U. That's right. Edward Waters right. College. I can name right. them because I'm from Florida, That's right? right? I That's said, right. You so can name what, them. That's right. What we're, what them. we're going through today and worrying about it. So we never had to worry about that. I said, because no, we did not. Blackness no. was a thing growing up. I said, my <laughs> mother, who lives in Jacksonville, Florida today, and you're going to know this now. I said, she lives off of, off of 33rd Street in the Black community. My right. brother sisters went to Reigns and Reebok. What are those, Dr. Walden? They are the Black high schools in Jacksonville, right. Florida. That's where my brothers and sisters were educated. No, we never worried about anybody teaching us about Blackness because we were Blackness, Reverend Walden. <laughs> we were. And we my, were uncle, my uncle was, uh, he, he, he graduated uh, uh, as, a, uh, as uh, uh, the Victorium. I mean, the uh, he was on honor roll at uh, uh, Rawl there in FAMU. But also, uh, but also, he he was the uh, valedictorian of his class there. Not one of the schools that they tore down in Jacksonville, because one of the, they one of them they changed the name of it or something like that. My little but, brother uh, went to um Andrew Jackson, and my right. my other brother and sister went to Reigns and Revolt. Come on now, we right. we were blackness, so we knew. But, but, what we knew, was. we knew. But you know what the Malcolm said: only a fool will let your enemy teach your children. Because Amen. when integration came in, 28,000 Black people lost their jobs, and people don't know that. 28,000 Black people lost their jobs in the South. They never did teach again because of the Southern strategy. They refused to want teachers, Black teachers to teach their children. And that's why they came up with, uh, with Christian schools and military schools. I mean, the elite never was in, in public school in, uh, in, some, in, in, in the South. They took their kids out. But in the meantime, they brought in special ed. Special ed was brought in because of the they, white Southerners did not like want black boys in the classroom with white girls, and so, the, so that's that's how so, you know how, how uh, special ed got started uh, uh, for for removal of black boys. So, but what you're talking about, and we had the black church. I grew up AME church, and so you get black history in the church. You know, you got black history in the church, uh, and uh, you know what, what what I had the most, and what you're talking about is the respect, respect for the people. I mean, because a lot of the, a lot of the black people didn't have high polluting jobs and they were called girl, boy, whatever, not, 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 not by a title. In the South, you always call so-and-so Miss so-and-so or Mr. so-and-so. It was yes, always a title. You, ne you, all, you never talk to them uh, uh, in a disrespectful way. Uh, and I was taught to respect my elders. So when Dr. Mims called me for something, I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know? And, and that's what it seems to be lacking and missing today, because I remember that my grandmother was a housekeeper, but she was also a school teacher, Dr. Walden. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember like we not only had Bible study, but we would have these intricate reading lessons where you would learn all about these intricate you know the Tuskegee Airmen, all of these black oh, yes. my grandmother always taught us. We learned almost from birth the greatness of blackness, right? Yes, yes. How yes, amazing yes. and how like we were kings, we were queens. And I remember growing up, like, you know, my we we had we called them the crowns. Like you would go to church on Sunday and you would see like the white gloves. And I was like, oh I can't wait to serve on the usher board. And I look at it. Yeah. And it seems <laughs> yes. like black folks have forgotten how That's beautiful right. and how great black is. Yes. Right? It it's been social engineered. Social I mean, because engineered. we've been social engineered. From Marsha Dillon sitting the bad guy out of town with just a look to all this murder and mayhem. 
murder him and and, uh, and, uh, and and never brought us anything good you know i mean every every now and then we would get something good uh, 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 out of hollywood uh and and but but the social engineering came with sweetback uh in uh, all those uh, exploitation films uh, uh and then and then i uh, i uh, again uh, the narrative out there is that what kind of people we are. If you put in black man uh, in Google, you're gonna get a thug. How can how can we be the thugs when they're the murderers of the, uh, of the of the millennium? I mean, they came to America, and 18 million native uh, 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 nations are no longer here. 18 million or more. So we can never be what's projected to us, because after after world after the Civil War, you had black militia in North Carolina and South Carolina, they were armed. And if they were vicious, they were armed. They could have killed people, but they did not. But you go all the way back to Black Wall Street in the 30s and 40s, and you see black men and women in suits. You see black men and women in right. furs. You, and, right. and that's what I'm saying. We It is so propaganda of what we're taught. You even look at black Muslims, right? I remember the right. first time I ever saw a black Muslim, and he was wearing a suit and a tie. And so right. I look at this ghettoization of that's the right. black person in America, that's and I right. go, that's propaganda. Where did that come from? That's Everyone, right. That's, that's right. not it's it came I, from I social engineering. It came mm -hmm. from social engineering. I, I had this thing, and I was explaining this to a young black lady the other day. I had this little pearl purse, and I got at Lord and Taylor, and this young, she was 22 years old, and I asked her if she'd ever seen that before, and she said, no, ma'am, where'd you get that from? I said, when I grew up, I wanted that purse so bad because my grandmother used to carry it. I said, she used to carry it to church. I said, and she bought it because she was telling me the story of Woolworth and how when she was younger, she, she couldn't go in there. Right. She wanted that little pearl purse. I said, and I remember my grandmother saying she saved her money and she bought her one because she was like, anything whites didn't want us to have, she wanted to prove to us that we could have it. I said, right. when my grandmother died, she left me hers and I bought one and I bought one for each one of my daughters. Right. And I'm telling my children, there is nothing in this world that they have that you aren't worthy of because everything they have you built. My grandmother used to show me things. She showed me the White House. I remember my grandmother taking me to DC and my grandmother said, everything your brown eyes can gaze upon, we built. <laughs> my mother told me that as a child. Everything uh, from brown eyes can <laughs> gaze upon. She said, look around you, baby. We built this. And I said, ma'am, she said, your ancestors built this, therefore you own it. Well, that's a book right there. That's you a great title. It. That's a great title. And she that's took me out of Walden and she spent me around in the circle. She said, everything you see, baby, we built this. I'm the ancestors and the descendant of a slave. She said, don't let them think they owe you nothing. Right. You built this. This is yours. This That's is right. why I'm a lobbyist to this day. She said, don't let these people make you ever think they owe you nothing. You built, we built this. My That's grandmother right. tapped on her veins, Dr. Walden, and she said, I'm the descendant of a slave. I was born on a plantation. We built this. She said, look Isn't that amazing? Here. Yes, Isn't that amazing? You've got a story, but this is what it's going to take. We got to our children. Our children have been brainwashed, and we didn't have the, you know, we didn't have the uh, the, the foresight uh, I, I, to do childhood schools. But I was determined coming out of the South. My children, I mean, I was determined that, that they were going. I taught Black history, and 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 uh, and if they weren't doing Black history month at, at whatever school they were in, their mama was. I was coming mm -hmm. in the building. And that they were going to be a Douglas Truth, and I was not right, right raising fantasized sons of Walt Disney. That's what the television yeah. is. It's fantasized yeah. sons of Walt Disney. These people make a lot of money to make you think that they're stupid, but they're not. They have a message, and the message is anti-black. And it's that we can't, I mean, now we have people who don't believe we can do anything. I mean, how, how can we get to that place? How can we get to a place uh, in less than 50 years for people to believe that we didn't do anything? Because I graduated in segregation. There was no integration. I, you know, I mean, I, I graduated at, 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 from a segregated high school and very proud of that. And very proud of the wisdom and the smartness that's coming out of Florida. Because Professor Coons there in the 1920s started a school called Coons Academy on his own property. And, and when they tried to close it down, he, they couldn't close it down because he owned the property and, they, and they'd have to, he would have to pay them for every day to day. day. And, and so... That's how, that, that's what we did in the South. We put stuff on our own property and then we educated people that way, see? And so I'm so glad that, you know, everybody don't, don't pass away at 45. I mean, cause some of us need to be here. 
I'm glad you're doing this work. And just thank your mother. I think I beat her a few years. I'm a 46 baby. She's a little, she's a little younger than me. But um, but uh, but see, that's why I was telling Ed, Ed of them that I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed because I'm talking to you. I'm jazzed because the roadmap is laid. And some people might not ever get to the African continent, but you can learn to be strong right here in America studying Black history. You can. And that's why I told people, I said, I'm not worried about the DeSantis no. because I've lived no. through DeSantis. I've lived through the Rick Scott. Yes. I've lived through right. the Jeb Bushes. I said, and, and this is what I know because my grandmother right. was born there. She died there and she's buried there. That's right. I remember that's right. When, when I was little and I would be studying geometry and I would be complaining. My grandmother would go through the Pythagorean theorem. And I was like, why do I need to know this? And she, I remember one day she had hit me upside my head, Dr. Walden. And she said, well, how do you, how do you think we built the Lincoln Monument and all that other stuff? And I said, ma'am. And she said, Honey, black people measured those angles before you knew what geometry was. She said, "How That's did you right. build that?" And I just sat there, and I. She was such an amazing, oh, my amazing, amazing black woman. Oh, and she yes. said, "Measuring that stuff and building that concrete with those straws." And she said, "Paula," and she used to always call me Paula Jean, and Jean is not my middle name. And she said, <laughs> "She said, look at for how many centuries those things have withstood." She said, "That's, That's right. the strength of the black mind." That's and, right. That's wow. right. Wow. She said yes, and one thing she said, and what that tells you is black don't crack. Well, and, and she is it's so right because Ivan Van Surderman, the late Ivan Van Surderman, who wrote that came before Columbus, he tells you in anthropology. He said that you know that's all made up science to try to feel trying to prove that we're inferior, but every time they dig up the stuff, they it doesn't, it doesn't, we're not inferior. He said we left Africa 200, over 250,000 years ago upright and went to every continent. Or every continent, see, every continent. We, so, so we people, and, and your grandmother is so correct. Uh, everything of note almost was built by Black. I mean, uh, built by people from, from, from our ancestry, uh, uh, that people of the world. Uh, and, and just right here uh, in America, it's, it's just so much. And, and so, I, so we, have, we, we have another job to do because we have to bring in the ancestors this time. We have to let our children know that they didn't give birth to themselves. They didn't potty train themselves. I mean, they didn't do any of that. I mean, they, they might have had to have a struggle, but the ancestors prayed for a better day and we showed up. Look at you. You know, they prayed. They knew they knew they wouldn't see this day seven to eight generations ago. They knew they would never go home again, but they prayed us up and Paula, Paula showed up, her grandmother, her mother, and down her children. It, I mean, isn't this amazing? But they have to know the linkage in time. See, Reverend, what, what wisdom can you give to the young people when I see the violence and I see the guns and the stuff they're turning to now? What, what words of wisdom do you give to them? Well, you know, the words of wisdom I want to bring. I, I want. I want to bring them to a place of just being centered in, with themselves, and to realize that they were in their mother's womb for greatness. Really and truly. They came here for something else. And uh, and uh, they've been socially engineered to be this because that's not who they are. That's not who they are. And, 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 and it's a false notion. It really is. Because see, what got us through before was a high spiritual uh, a component. We believed in a higher power. And you know what? My grandmother told me that God was on our side because we was a righteous people. I believe that. I believe that. I still do believe that. But somehow, our young people are non-believers in a lot of ways. Because I believe in miracles, and I know they're happening every day. If somebody, they walked out of the hospital, and the doctor said they were going to die, and they didn't. <laughs> somebody today is getting something in the mail that they're getting in some places. People say, well, you're not smart enough. But mm -hmm. that's, not, that's what's missing is our spiritual walk. Walking with that, walking with a knowing that God got something good for me, no matter what they say, because what they say don't open no doors. My grandmother told me that God could open doors that man could not open, and that man and man can keep and God keep doors open that man cannot close. Now she told me that when I was seven, eight years old, and I believe that. I walk with that. That See, intercessory prayer, and I and I think it is connecting back to our elders and our and our ancestors and like you said having humbling ourselves you know right. making sure um those that are called um by his purpose and according to his will 
and praying for those young people and making sure that we are we are interceding you know, honorable Dr. Reverend Walden and making sure that they listen. What I'm finding with the young people, Reverend Walden, is that they don't want to listen. Well, they don't want because they've been programmed. I mean, so it's so number one. It, it's it's like it's like people who, who've been brainwashed. Yes, ma'am. I mean, they, so they have to be they have to be taught something else. They have to be taught the power of the subconscious mind that they absolutely can think another thought. They're not stuck. There's a good world out here. I mean, good things are happening all the time. All the time. All the time. And so we have to bring a different message, but also make them realize that they're needed on the planet for good. That we need them for uplift. That's what we need them for. We need them to be to be actually doing well, to, to, to do good in the world. That's what we need them. And, uh, and, and I think for some of them, I've apologized a lot for sometimes that people wasn't there when they needed them. And I'm sorry about that. Amen. And 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 I'm sorry that they they had to experience maybe being alone and being disappointed. But that doesn't mean your whole life is a disappointment. That doesn't mean that you are a mistake. Because there's something good for you. But let's move past this into a new day. And I have the tools. I can help you. I can help you think a new thought. I can help you move past this. I really can. I want to. I say. I want. I want you to hear the song. I came to the song really late. <laughs> I was late to the party, so we just take a break so I can play Holy Holy. <laughs> and you listen to the Mother's Justice Show. We'll be right back. I want you to hear the song. <laughs> Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intra, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. <laughs> oh, thank you, Eric. Thank you. Holy, holy. This is one of my favorite songs uh, uh, on the air. Thank you so much for that song. I want to bring my lovely guests back here. And I, I'm Miss Paula. She's out of Florida, out of Duval County. Uh, and we got about less than five minutes. And I want you to just say what it is that you want to say, because we've had a great conversation. But I want to hear from more some of that grandma wisdom before we go. <laughs> right. I was telling her that my mother and my grandmother, Miss Carrie, who raised me, she always said to me as a child that we don't have to believe in God for God to believe in us because we are the chosen people. And I wanted to give you her favorite scripture. If my people who are called by his name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven and he will forgive their sins and heal their land. And so what I always try to do is I pray for people, even if they are not praying for themselves. And that's what I, I, I want to do for the youth. That's right. They they don't have to be enjoined to any church or to any faith, but I think we have to continuously blanket ourselves and to be praying for them. That intercessory prayer that we've gotten from the elders. Like, you know, Reverend Walden, (laughs) you you are covering me when I'm not even knowing it. And I feel that in my spirit, right? And that's That's what we have to do for these young people. When we see these things and we see things going on and we see what's happening in Alabama, what's happening in Florida, what's happening in Texas, right? Right. What's happening at the thought of Trump coming back, 
Right. We have to be praying those intercessory prayers That's right. That's right. so that we are covering people who are out That's here right. doing Reverend Walden this good work because it's That's tough. Right. It's tough, honey. Liberating, liberating people who don't want to be liberated is tough. I mean, I tell <laughs> I got the Harriet Tubman toes to prove it. <laughs> it but, but the one thing we know about blackness is black is is beautiful and it is resilient and it has yes. survived for over four hundred years. And like you said, beyond that. Walden, but, yeah. Oh, well, well now I, 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 we, we're the oldest people on the planet. I mean, I mean, they can keep digging all they want to. I mean, life begun on the continent, okay? And the continent, before they put the Suez Canal in there and talk about, uh, uh, you know, the Mideast, it was no Mideast. It was Northeast Africa. It was no Mideast until the late 1800s. None. It was Black land. And they're finding their voice. I mean, seeing those folks that I keep going back to that young man swam like Moses parting. Yes, he did. I mean, it's, it's, so that's the omen. God always shows us an omen. I mean, you always get something, you know. I mean, I mean some people say something in the bushes. I don't know, but you always find something. And to me, that's what that was. And the young men out of Tennessee, you know, Justin, Justin. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Justin it's like, oh, man. And then, you know, and, and so I'm just, I'm just so excited about, about, about what's happening. But my grandmother taught me how to pray for other people when I was seven years old. And she said it was an old folks responsibility to pray for the children because the children had no, the children, God took care of fools and babies and children qualified for both of those. Amen. And so I spent a lifetime praying and I got some prayer commitment sheets for people who want to make a commitment. And we're going to look to be scheduling a day of prayer for children here soon, uh, uh, you know, but I believe in the power of prayer and I can tell that you do too. And that's what happens when two people get together. You know, uh, we're, we're right now, we're speaking what we want. We want, what we want to see is a better day uh, uh, for our people. And, and, and you know what, if you, it, 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 when, when black people are raised up, the whole world is better. That's right. And Reverend Walden, mm -hmm. how, how can we continue to support the good work that you're doing. How can I can how can I support the good work? That oh well, well, you know, I have a website, the Mothers Police Accountability. I, I our website is uh, mothers s on mothers i i i for policeaccountability.org. This is our thirty third year. Uh, it's beginning this month. My kids got beat up by uh, uh, thirty three years ago yesterday. <laughs> the calipode mean, and I'm also doing virtuous healing circles. But uh, uh, we've been doing this work for a long time. And I do the work for my ancestors. That's why I stay. People ask me when I'm going to stop. I say, well, I don't know when I'm going to stop, but I don't. I have a constant love for black people and other people. And uh, uh, and uh, so we have it's mothers and we have a website and we have PayPal there, PayPal there. And, you know, people can support Mother's Justice Show. I mean, you know, I, you know, we'd be looking for sponsors to support uh, the show. Uh, uh, and that type of stuff. But um, well, we're yeah. happy to sponsor the show and, and, and to support because we okay. have to continue to support this work and we love you. Okay. And okay. Bible says we're two or more touch and agree. So I'm touching and agreeing with you, Mother. Well, I appreciate that. And you know what? I love to have you on again I, and again and again. I'm just loving you up. I mean, and I know that you that you're already feeling better because I can know that the energy, the healing energy is moving through you now. So. <laughs> That's so, you. Yeah. That's that's the power of prayer. Because I'm telling you, I was I was I was on the sofa doing bad this morning. But that's that's the power of God. It's just oh, yeah. it's the power of you and, and your healing. And for everybody that's listening to this show, I'm telling you, humble yourselves. Connect with these elders. There's something spiritual about it. Don't don't have so much pride and so much hubris that you can't connect with people that have done this work. But the key to the message today is humble yourselves. Well, thank you so much. And, and also, you can catch this on the podcast. It'll be available a little later on 1150 AM, KKNW. Oh, thank you so much. You've been listening to our show. I, this is Reverend Walden. I'm your, I'm, your, I'm your host. I love being on the air. Catch you next week.